Uh, relationships. We've all had them. Some are good, some are bad, some are messy, some are fun. Some might be complicated or exciting or confusing, hopefully interesting, maybe a little validating. We really hope loving, mysterious, and of course, sexy. Our relationship with ourselves sets the healthy or unhealthy rhythm of our friendships and intimate partnerships. PACT helps young people navigate the challenges of identifying personal values, speaking honestly, and communicating expectations and boundaries. Each week, we have conversations about living life in relationships and loving ourselves along the way. Basically, we discuss and practice adulting tools through the lens of self-worth. For more information about us and our organization, follow us on Instagram at Girls Pact. Hi, we're back with our PACT podcast, and uh, this week we have a unique conversation, I guess. Um, We have two PACT members that are moms, and um, we don't get to talk about mom life very often, especially with young people, and uh, we like to keep our podcast very raw and real, and we're grateful for Michelle and Carmelita to join us with their babies and uh, share what mom life is like. So welcome, Michelle, Carmelita, Destiny, and Amanda. How are you a mom today? Tell us your story. Um, So I can go ahead and start just a quick brief. Um, My name is Michelle. I'm 23. I'm the mom of a six-month-old boy. Um, So he wasn't planned and the pregnancy was definitely very like what am I gonna do do I want to like adopt him or change like how my whole life is going out Um, because I was kind of still living like a college party lifestyle Um, but I did like buy a condo and get a full-time job and I'm you know in a real adult now (laughs) it's also definitely because um, basically my whole pregnancy was during the like COVID stuff. So it was kind of easy, I guess, to hide it for like a long time. So we weren't exactly seeing anybody, Um, but that did also definitely help cut down on the FOMO since I couldn't go out obviously, but neither could anybody else. (laughs) Did you finish school? Yes, but um, I had had, I'd graduated from my bachelor's um about two years earlier like a year and a half earlier um so i was already done with my bachelor's i was just working part-time at a credit union because my degree was in psychology i didn't want to do a master's in psychology i don't know so at the beginning of 2020 i had actually started my master's online in accounting um but then i got pregnant and just like covid was happening and probably could have kept it going so it's online whatever but i was just really stressed so i ended up dropping it um, so I only did one for like a week of my master's online. I have so many questions and I don't know what order how I should do this. Um, let's, let's have Carmelita tell us her story and then maybe I'll ask questions. Hi, Michelle. Hi, um, like, I guess for me, um, like I didn't have the backbone or like the courage or whatever to get out of the relationship I was in with the guy that I was with. Um, And he wasn't like the nicest kid ever. 
So when I found out I was pregnant, I was like really scared and nervous because I, I didn't know what to do. And I honestly didn't know what my options were. So I just, coming from like the home that I came from, I thought my only option was to like stick it out and, you know, stay with him. So that's kind of what I did for the first year. And then I left and now I'm just raising my son by myself. Honestly, like, I'm not gonna lie, like my whole life flashed before my eyes because this wasn't planned. This wasn't something that I wanted, but then I also knew that like on a ethical or moral point of view, I didn't want to abort the baby, you know what I mean? But then like for the, like, the selfish part of me kind of thought about that, but then like my morals kicked in and was like, you can't do this, <laughs> you know? So it was very back and forth for me and I was like really scared. Um, Michelle, you mentioned adoption. Did you consider adoption, abortion, and having it and do, or having him doing research? Yeah, I did. So the first, um, as soon as I found out, basically the gut instinct for um, the father was, he was like, all right, well, let's like schedule an appointment for an abortion. But I kind of also really struggled with that, um, both the morality and like whatever. Um, ultimately, I was scared of like regretting it and that I would always feel guilty about it or something. Um, so I kind of was like, I'm like half and half, not sure if I'm like pro-choice or not. But personally, I was like, I was worried that I'd feel guilty forever and like be like, oh, how could I do that? So um, that's why I was like, all right, maybe like I can go with the adoption route because I was like, I'm young, I'm healthy. There's no like real reason I couldn't carry him to term and then like bless another family if I wanted him. Um, but then again, I was like, oh, but what if like in the future, I'll feel guilty about like starting a family when I'm ready to, and then not like being able to have taken care of him. It's not like I'm a teen mom, I am 23. And um, I'm like, from a well enough like family, good middle class, um, no like drugs or anything. Obviously I was able to get into like my own place and get a job. Um, and I think it's going pretty well and a lot better than I could have imagined because yeah. I didn't very, since there was so much doubt around the pregnancy, I didn't feel good about it. Like I wasn't excited about it ever. People were like, oh, you're pregnant, are you excited? I'm like, uh, um, I wasn't expecting to like, or rather I didn't feel those feelings of bonding until he was born. Um, yeah. So I was scared of that also, that like I wouldn't love my baby because I didn't love the fetus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. And I, I applaud you guys. Like, thank you for both for being honest about um, sharing your thoughts and on abortion and adoption and exploring the, the process. Because again, these are things that we're kind of ashamed, you know, you guys bring up like feeling guilty. And um, so it, it makes it hard to talk about honestly, but these are real pressures and real challenges that you face when things happen, you know? Um, what, um, tell us about the childbirth. Was that like scary? Were you just like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, how did you prepare yourself for, for that? Who wants to go first? I guess I can go first. 
So I felt pretty confident in the childbirth. Like I wasn't scared because I had, I was going to the the mall's classes and I was practicing my breathing. So I was pretty confident in all that. And I had talked to my doctors and they were like, Carmelita, don't worry. It's not going to be like the movies, you know, it's not chaotic. Your water's not going to break. You're not going to have to rush to the hospital. It's not going to be like that, right? So I was like, okay, I'm good. But <laughs> then like come the day my son was born, it was exactly how it is in the movies. And like my freaking labor pain kicked in and it was like intense and I was like screaming and I was like throwing shit. <laughs> Cause it was Where so were you? bad. Were, were you by yourself? No, I was with my, my kid's dad. And he, it was so, I was, I got so mad, right? Because they were like, they were telling me what your normal, typical like labor and delivery would look like. I had a very fast, rapid uh, labor and delivery, and there's a term for that, but I forgot what it's called. So that meant I had really quick onset, uh, like labor pain. So it was really intense and it was really fast. Whereas like other women, it's not so intense at such a, you know, early stage. And when I woke up, I went to go talk to my son's dad and I was like, hey, I think I'm in labor. He was like, you're being dramatic. Just go back to sleep. And I got so mad because I was like in so much pain and like, he just couldn't understand. It was like three in the morning. And oh then God. like 20 minutes later, so I gave birth on, on a military base. So we had to go through security in order for me to go to the hospital. And the, the guy at the guard gate is like, okay, let me see her ID. And I was like yelling at him, cursing him the fuck out. I was like, let us fucking through. Like, I don't have my ID. <laughs> and then my water broke in the car. And when they opened the door for like, for me to go into the, to the emergency room, I like fell to the floor because I couldn't walk. And there's like 20 nurses like surrounding me. And I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Like every, there's too many people touching me. And this has happened like between like a half hour, like all this has have happened in half an hour. And then they take me up and they're like, okay, do you want epidural? Like, and I was like, yeah, obviously. And they like, they're like, okay, well we have to check you. And I'm like, no, I have to go to the bathroom. Like, no, you can't look at me. Like I have to go to the bathroom. And they're like, no, you can't go to the bathroom. And I was like, why? And they're like, because you're, you're giving birth. Like you don't have to go to the bathroom. You're giving birth. <laughs> and they're like, you can't have epidural either because I can see your baby's head. And I was like, what? Like, I can't have epidural. What the fuck do you mean? And they're like, no, he's like coming out. Like we have to take you to the room right now. And I'm like freaking the fuck out. And like all the Lamaze classes just went right over my head. Like I didn't know what to do. And like, I ended up like squatting over the table when my son came out and they're like, are you ready to hold him? I'm like, no, I don't want to hurt him. Please don't give it to me. Oh my God. Wait, so your labor was like an hour? Yeah, my whole, the whole thing was like two, two and a half hours. Oh my God. It went by so fast. Like I didn't, I couldn't even comprehend like anything that happened. Like there was never a point in time where I was like, okay, this is going on and I'm fully under aware of what's going on. Like that was never the case for me. Wow. That is nuts. And so then they cleaned the baby up and you were- I was so holding. terrified to hold him. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, I just did not want to hold them. I was like, no, I'm going to hurt them or something. Oh my gosh. Did you have the name ready? Actually, I did not. Like, it took me a really long time. Oh, to... wow. Yeah. Boy names are hard, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Michelle, do you have a, as good a story as Carmelita? 
no, I feel like I should have gone first because mine's so boring now. Um, mine was like the opposite. I was really scared the whole like pregnancy of how like horrifying labor was going to be. And even like the night before I gave birth, I heard the lady next door was screaming like an exorcism was happening. Oh and I was like, oh my God. One of the nurses came in later and she was like, don't worry. Like, that's not going to happen to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he was a week late. Um, I didn't have any like early labor, labor symptoms, so I was induced. So I drove myself to the hospital casually. I had an appointment at noon on Thursday. They gave me some like Cervidil um, to ripen the cervix and then Coton at like 3 a.m. to start like contractions. And at 3 p.m. he was born. But I only pushed for like an hour maybe and i had the epidural so there wasn't that much pain it just started wearing off towards the end a little bit so i kind of felt the stitches afterwards um and i also had the same like fear of holding him i guess because they put him right on me but i was so scared about how delicate he was i like couldn't even see him because they put him way up like under my chin almost yeah but i didn't want to move him because he was so you know tiny and delicate so it took probably like five to 10 minutes before a nurse was like, oh, move him down a little bit on the chest so you can like see him. Um, but as for, yeah, it was chill. So I was there for over 24 hours, just like I was watching TV and playing on my Switch and dad didn't even get there until like the Friday because Thursday I was like you don't have to come nothing's happening I'm literally just sitting here like chilling um waiting for the drugs to kick in or whatever make this happen yeah um and then I didn't really make any noise while pushing I remember before I started actually pushing I was I had heard like that you could like people like on the labor yeah. table or something so i was super scared of that i remember at one point i whispered to the nurse i was like i, I feel like i have to poop um she's like well that's perfect like start pushing them. and that's what it feels like when you have to like give birth so i did not uh yeah poop on the table but that was the oh time to push. It's amanda and destiny any questions thoughts comments I think Destiny's in shock. Like, <laughs> look at her face right now. <laughs> I'm just like, hearing, like, Carmelia's story was, like, that was just, yeah, like you said, that was nuts. And then, I mean, Michelle's was kind of, you know, like, what, what you would want. But even then, like, child labor and childbirth, like, when she said stitching, like, she felt the stitching on. It's like I felt it right now. I don't even know how it feels. I'm like, <laughs> like me I, too. Like my my vagina hurts just thinking about this right know, now. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The recovery, like the next couple of days sitting down, was worse than the childbirth. Oh my <laughs> so god! I, you know, I had drugs oh for the birth. Afterwards, not as much. Wow. You know what's crazy is that I read that if you give um, labor, like in a more um like natural position like like squatting or like um like in that type of where gravity helps you know the birth of the child 
that you have less stitching. Because I wasn't laying down when I gave birth. I was literally squatting over the table or like over the chair. And I had no, I didn't have to get stitches. Like I didn't have to do anything like that. So like I read that there's like a correlation between the two. How are you squatting? Like who we caught the baby, the doctor? So like <laughs> what happened because, because my son was already, when I got to the hospital, he was like already coming out. I couldn't like lay down or sit uh -huh. down because it hurt, right? So the only thing that I could do was like stand up. <laughs> so like, I just kind of like spread my legs like, and kind of like curdled the the chair. And they yeah. just like, kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I think that's also what helped me is that I wasn't seeing myself push. I think that would have psyched me out if I saw all the blood. And yeah. I didn't see any of that because my face was towards the wall, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Okay, my mom used to work in labor and delivery, and she said that like if you're you're like in a squatting position, you're less likely to tear down there because of uh, like gravity and everything. I don't know. Ugh, it, ugh, thinking about it, just ugh, no, no. So Amanda, does that mean like do you want to have children? Um, yeah, but I'll be on a lot of drugs when I have them. Cause I, I don't do pain, like, <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Destiny, what are you thinking about children? Like, I've always kind of been scared of like, going into like, labor. So like, I always say like, oh, I wanna have kids, but like, I don't wanna go through the whole process. But then I don't know if I would want like a surrogate or something, cause you know, like that's possible if you don't wanna go through that. But then it's like, I want to experience it, but I don't want to go through the pain like Amanda said. So, <sighs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like how, on a scale of one to 10, like how would you guys rate your pain level? Like throughout like the day you gave birth? Like, Honestly, for me, it, I didn't really feel any pain, but I think that had to do with like a couple reasons. One of them being that it, there was so much, what is that word called? Like adrenaline going through my body because it was such a short, you know, time frame that I had to give birth. But like, I think that people overhype things because it was honestly not that bad. But, and I didn't have any like medication or anything like that, so. Yeah, so Carmelita, you think your birth story is like typical? They said that like, it's not very common for people to have such a, fast um like that quick of a labor there's like a term for it too i just can't think of it but most people like their labor is longer but i worked out and i worked throughout my entire pregnancy so they said that's probably what happened um was that you know like i was very very active i see um uh, michelle what's your rating on destiny's scale um I don't know, like a six, I guess. Like I said, I had the, um, I was like, I'll take whatever drugs you want to give me. Like I was not out to even try having a natural birth. So um, definitely I felt like the after, like the week afterwards was worse than the hour of pushing. Yeah. Um, okay, so the babies are here. Um, Carmelita's, your kid is, what, two, you said? Yes. 
And then Michelle's six months ish. Oh. Okay. So what's what's life look like now? And where's the dad? Life with a two-year-old is like having everything in your house colored in crayons, pens, <laughs> highlighters, poop, you name it. It's on the wall. <laughs> it's on my notebooks. It's on my homework. Everywhere. Okay, so that sounds fun. That's great. <laughs> I've come to love the magic erasers. Those are heavenly. They will take off everything and anything off the walls, which is great. Um, and but so how are you man? Because you're in school, you have yeah. a kid, and you work. Yeah, I do. So tell us how you're functioning. <laughs> a lot of coffee and just like telling myself every day that I can do this and that, you know, right now it's a lot of work, but I hope that, you know, this hard work pays off in the future. And, you know, in a couple years, I won't have to work this hard. So that's what keeps me going. I want my son to, to see that he, he has a strong mom and that literally with the right mindset, he can do anything. Yeah, and you're uh, um, raising him. There's no like co-parenting. No, it's just me. Yeah. Okay. I applaud you. That sounds awful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it is awful and amazing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, true that. Um, Michelle, what about you? How's life with your six-month-old? Um. I mean, so far he can't crawl yet, so he's not mobile running away yet, so it's all right. Um, <laughs> lots of cuddles, so this is like the fun age too, where he's not just like potato tack, he can like laugh and stuff and like make cooing noises and um, eat like purees. So just really fun, really cute. Um, just lots of, love him a lot. Um, he does go to daycare, so that's, although he has been getting sick a lot, so I'm definitely looking for a new job, um, because I really like working from home and it's really convenient to be able to keep him at home if I have to, but in the next couple months, um, they're going to bring us all back because like the pandemic is kind of ending, what with the vaccines rolling out. But there are other banks that have like remote positions, like permanent remote. And I don't wow. wanna transition into something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um as far as like co-parenting and stuff, um, I definitely have it pretty good. I moved back like closer to my family so that I could have more support in terms of like um my mom actually isn't that much help because she has two young kids of her own, so she's busy. Um, but like in emergencies she's nearby and then my grandma and grandpa love him so much and then the dad's family also actually lives here um we actually went to high school together but we didn't know each other back then oh. <laughs> um but so it's nice because both sides of his family are here and it ended up a lot better um i think it's a good thing that dad was able to be there for the birth also because he definitely like was not that nice to me during the pregnancy and even up to like but right before he was born he was like it's not too late to like put him up for adoption even after I'd already changed my mind and was like sure about keeping him um but like as soon as he saw him he like felt that bond so he is like made it very clear 
that he's not interested in us being like together again ever. <laughs> um, but he super loves his son and like co-parents really well and takes him overnight once a week and he sees him almost every day. We oh, just kind of wow. coordinate based on our schedules who can take him to daycare and pick him up. Um, and then even if on the weekend, I have him exclusively, but he'll, if he has like a lunch break, he'll swing by and see him because he works pretty close. Um, Cause he just loves hanging out with him, which I th think is really awesome. And definitely out of all the people I've dated, <laughs> um, this is the best person it could have accidentally happened with. So <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's good to hear. Okay, good. And then did you have hopes of like, being a couple or you knew that this was just you guys are messing around and life happens um yeah I mean we it, it all happened super quick in terms of we had been kind of like flirting I guess since since August of like 2019 but the first time we ever went out was like New Year's 2020 or 2019 whatever um and then by the end of February, beginning of March, I was pregnant. So we had not dated for very long. <laughs> um, and then we only dated for a few more months, maybe like four more months into the pregnancy before. And then it was not nice to me. And then, but then like things are fine now. And um, I know like sometimes it can be hard to not wish thing like we were together or something since like especially since he's so nice and it would just be nice if we were like a cohesive family unit i guess but if it has to be the way it is i'm just glad that we can be friends so i do kind of try to like push that out of my mind but i don't want to like try to get flirty and get rejected and make the like situation between us awkward and like have that interfere with our ability to co-parent so well yeah, yeah. Yeah, you sound like you, considering the circumstances, it is very, um, it's working out well. Um, what do you guys, or what do you ladies think, think about dating? Do you want to be dating? Is it hard to, I mean, I would imagine it's hard to date, but what's, what's dating like as a, as a mom? I mean, I'm still so, like, he's still so young. I don't really want to, like, even think about it. And what with, like, where am I gonna meet someone? Cause I used to meet people like at the bar. <laughs> um, and whoever I meet, you know, has to be like, I mean, at this age, I feel like I could just like mess around with someone if I wanted to, but like by the time he's older and might remember meeting people, I would want to be like meeting people that are gonna be around for long. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Carmelita, any dating action happening with your two-year-old around? Absolutely not. I just <laughs> so stressed out as it is with him at this age and stressed out with school and my job that like adding another responsibility to my play. I just don't have the time to like commit that to someone and I don't think it would be it wouldn't be fair for me to do that to someone because like I just can't give another piece of me to someone else you know like and then I feel like in relationships you like we often um like 
sacrifice so much or like give up or compromise for another person and like we do it unintentionally too like we just want to make like in order to make a relationship work you have to make sacrifices right but like right now i'm not in a position to sacrifice anything so i'm just not into that right now like very like i'm very proud of you i guess because i just think of myself like oh god <laughs> i couldn't do it i couldn't do it um so it is it's pretty amazing and i appreciate you being willing to like share your story with us and talk about it um i feel like for for both of and amanda because i know they've mentioned wanting kids but like the factor of fear being one of their biggest um, <laughs> I love that the kids are like. <laughs> he, gets, he gets so jealous. He just doesn't understand. <laughs> he wants to be a part of everything. But like, like honestly, I felt the exact same way throughout my whole pregnancy. Like I was so afraid. Like, what if he's gonna have Down syndrome? What if he's gonna like? What if it's gonna hurt? Like all those things just make it worse and honestly like if once you put yourself in the right mindset of, of like oh you're gonna have a baby or whatever like acknowledging that really helped me because it makes it more like a realistic idea if that makes sense like stop hold on i know this is like always like a hard question and i don't mean it to like to kind of like doubt your love for your child but like knowing what you know now would you do it all again or would you still want to do things differently? Uh, I love my kid, but I definitely wish I was more careful and had him when I was a better time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, I kind of think it was a good thing like I was really upset about it at the time in terms of like I didn't move and I really loved where I lived and the peak my like my roommates and now I'm like I don't have any friends and I don't get to do anything but I also kind of like am adulting I guess like it forced me to get my shit together like I only I'd been out of school out of college for two years and I still only had a part-time job but because of where I lived, I could live off of that. Like, if I lived in a, like, a cheap area. So I was like, I mean, I'm fine, just like coasting. Um, I'm young and healthy, I don't need health insurance. And if I could only need to work 25 hours a week and I could still pay rent and go out to drink four times a week, like, what else do I need? But, you know, my mom's always getting on me about getting a full-time job, of course, and like all that stuff. So I guess in terms of like, Look, Matthew, who's that? My butt and move forward in life versus just hanging out in the college town and going out to drink all the time. Like, I was like, all right, I have to get out my own place because I can't live with roommates and have a baby. And I have to get a full time job because I have to have health care for to be able to, you know, pay for my family and all that. So, um, yes. Let's go back to the course. I love him and I want him. Um, but in terms of just other circumstances, I do think it was a good thing anyways. Um, and then of course, like how I've talked about what, like how it's been going with co-parenting and whatnot. 
it's not that bad. So I think it definitely could have been worse. And if it had to happen, like this wasn't such a bad way, bad thing or bad time. Like it's, I am cool with it. So because you guys are like so young and like how you mentioned that it was very unexpected, like just like if, like if I were to find out that I'm pregnant like tomorrow, like I wouldn't know like I like right now I'll say I'll like manifest and say like oh I'm gonna be such a good mom but I don't even know how that looks so like did you learn how to be a mom while you were pregnant or like are you kind of just learning as it goes or did you take any like I know people take like classes or read books you know I mean there's no like manual to parenting but at a young age I don't think we think about that stuff because we think, oh, that's gonna come later in life. So I just wanna know like how you guys, um, like are the mom you are today? Good question. Uh, well, he's only six months. So like, I haven't had to have many of the like hard parenting questions in terms of like, how are you gonna discipline them? Or like, what? different ways are you going to raise them um stuff like that but definitely in terms of just knowing what to look out for and kind of like getting a general idea i read like a lot of books because i like to read anyways um so you know knowledge is power whatever <laughs> um i definitely don't think that i like learned how to be a mom necessarily while i was pregnant because it just didn't feel real for so long. Like I couldn't even realistically like imagine what life with a baby looked like. It just, it just seemed fake. I don't know until he was born. And then I was like, okay, this is like, he's in my hands. Like this is a real baby. And they're just sending me home from the hospital with him all myself. <laughs> um, and then, you know, people always say that like, when they're born, like, you'll just figure it out, which kind of sounds like BS, but also, like, you're spending so much time with them, you do really kind of learn, like, oh, he's tired, oh, that that cry was like, he, he's hurt, like, something just happened to him, or, like, he's just bothered, let me check his diaper. Um, so, like, you do kind of just, like, by being with them all the time, kind of learn, like, what's going on with them and what they might need from you. Yeah, um, so actually that's like something that went through my head a lot too because I didn't have a really good, um, like strong mother figure in my life or I didn't really have parental figures for that matter in my life. So like, I was like, holy shit, like what am I gonna do, you know? Like I don't, I don't wanna be like my sisters and I don't wanna be like my mom. So I hit the books. I was reading Montessori books, the development of the baby's brain. I read so much um, and from different points of views too so that I could understand what I liked and what I wanted to be a mom and and that I learned hey you know like I really like this pos positive discipline method so I that's kind of what I did with my son and part of that is like kind of like um, understanding your baby and your baby's coups opposed to thinking that they're like inherent inherently bad and I think that was like really important for me and for my baby because like, because of that, he was on a sleep schedule and he, he was always on a sleep schedule. And now as a two-year-old, he sleeps perfectly. 
he eats perfectly because like since he was a kid I had paid attention to him like when I was breastfeeding him he kind of like told me when he didn't want to breastfeed and some of the like negative or like the downfall of not paying attention to that is like you force your baby to keep eating and then like that's kind of where you get the um like what is it called like the weaning problems or whatever so like if I didn't read the books I wouldn't have like known that if you dismiss their their like little developmental growth then it turns into a bigger problem when they're when they're two and three yeah mm-hmm. I mean I feel like being a mom or like being a good mom is what's being a good mom to you like for me being a good mom meant like making his own baby purees at that point in my life now it's that's not the same meaning you know what I mean so it's just like what what what's a good mom to you and and doing that you know yeah what speaking of like good mom stuff um because I feel like it's a challenge that women often face of like finding that balance of being like the quote-unquote like good mom and like working and you know you guys are doing both um do you like feel guilty if you have to be away from your kid or like you know how are you um framing you know that you can do both or can you do both as a good mom and a independent woman (laughs) definitely like since i'm currently working from home i do get a lot of like why are you sending him to daycare um like why don't you just keep him at home um but I feel like I would be not as good of an employee, which is like really important to me because like, since I could start working when I was 16, being like a good employee, I guess was always really important to me. And then if I'm on the phones, like I'm basically tied to my seat. Like I can barely get up to refill my water. And then what I'm gonna like leave him crying in the background or run away from the customer on the phone or let him cry like either way like both like his me taking care of him and me being able to work are like suffer i guess but i do feel like that outside guilt i guess why aren't you just like spending that time with your baby why are you sending him away at home um and then other like mommy guilt things or like the pediatrician always is like make sure they're sleeping in their own space always always like never let them sleep with you or whatever um but when he wakes up in the night like i'll bring him to bed with me because i'll breastfeed and then we'll just both go back to sleep and as long as i'm practicing the safe sleep practices no smoking no like um bringing him into bed if i've been drinking um, keeping the blankets away from his face, etc. So many other cultures like always have their baby sleep with them. And especially with him going to daycare during the week, I need some snuggle time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard. There's like all these like quote unquote rules, you know, of like what the right thing to do. And um, and everyone's judging and always like, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it would be very challenging. Um, Carmelita, do you face any like similar um, I like that she said that she brought uh, her son into bed with her because 
people told me not to do that and i was like fuck you like i'm tired i'm gonna bring him to bed with me like it it's actually dangerous for a sleep deprived mother to because i i tried to like you know like i let that get to me and i was literally walking into walls while i was holding my baby because i didn't i was scared to bring him to bed with me because people were like don't do it don't do it but then like i was up walking into walls breastfeeding my son in the middle of the night so I was like, fuck this, man. <laughs> and I just started putting him in bed with me. But, and then people will be like, oh, you know, he's not gonna sleep on his own. And no, actually my two-year-old sleeps just fine. And I think that also created a stronger bond between him and I. But like, I think also, you know, the whole like taking him to daycare thing kind of ties into what we were talking about the other day, where I was telling you that like, I need my, my time. Like every relationship, whether that be boyfriend, girlfriend, mom and dad sister and sister it needs its space for it to function for me to be a good mom i need my space for my kid for like that amount of time to be able to reset come back and be like okay let's get this shit done if i don't have that time or space to myself then i become super resentful towards my kid and i don't want that because that's a lot of bad feelings and i don't want to feel for my kid so Honestly, like, I hate when people say that, like, oh my God, you have your kid in daycare because I wish I had him in daycare at a younger age, but I like kind of like felt guilty because people were like, oh no, like you shouldn't do that. But like, no, you know, being a good, like, this is what I need to do to be a good mom. I need, I need some space and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a mom, but like, I feel like if I was, I, from what I know about daycare, I would value it that um, it's like their socialization time and like kind of being able to be away from their mom, you know, and also I um, I am selfish, <laughs> probably why I don't have kids, but um, that idea of like not losing my identity. And so like I like what you're saying, Carmelita, of like, you know, or, and Michelle too, like if you're working, you're working, you're, that's your working hats on, you know, and then you have your mom hat and I think it's fair to, to have your separate identity. Um, I know some women that like, that are now like, now that their kids are older, that they're just like, I'm just mom. And I don't know what to do with that. You know, like they dedicated their time to being a mom and they kind of lost their, themselves in that. And so um, I do really think like, like do what's best for you. You know, like I, I'm not judging either way, but if you're having like those, like, I guess I'm saying don't feel ashamed if you know that's in your best interest, you know, because I've seen both sides of it now when people come back and are like, ah, like I'm just a mom, you know, like, and um, they they lost their identity in that. And so it's nice that you two are both um, like honoring yourselves, you know, along this, like, you know, the baby is an added bonus to your, your, <laughs> your depth, I guess, you know, and that you're still respecting that there's, an individual in there as well so i applaud you okay i have a few comments and a question like first of all carmelita i completely agree with you about the whole needing space thing because like i was saying that uh, i can't remember if it was in another podcast or just a meeting that we had that like i don't care if i love you with my whole heart sometimes i just need like 10 minutes to myself to just like breathe and get it together because I feel like you truly can get kind of burnt out and when you get that way it's not good for you it's not good for the other person like I remember 
with my family. I love my family to death, but like going to school was kind of like, okay, I just get to be just me, have some time to myself and then come back to them and nobody's getting on my nerves and work is kind of like that in a weird way, but I don't know. And it's like that with relationships too. And it's also weird about like the thought of becoming a mom because like at my age right now, I get to be like very selfish, like do what I want, hang out with who I want. And it's just kind of like, I don't know the thought of like somebody else completely depending on you to survive is just really fucking scary to me. I don't know. And also my question, this is an odd question, but like, I don't have children. I have cats and like, they sleep on the bed with me. And like, there's always this fear of like rolling over on them. Is it like that with a baby? And how do you not run up, roll over on them? Like, <laughs> that would terrify me. I love what you said. Because when I, like, that was my biggest fear. That's why, like, I didn't, or I, I tried to postpone putting my son in bed with me. And I, at the time, I had two dogs. I had a German Shepherd and a Husky. And they slept in our bed, too. They slept in my bed, and they didn't like being told that they couldn't sleep in the bed. So the first night that I had my son in the bed with me, my German Shepherd, she was right next to him on one side like face to face, like her mouth was like touching his face. And my husky, she was like by his feet. And I was like, I was by his back. So like all three of us kind of like boxed him into this like protective little barrier. And when I woke up, I was freaking out because they were like, you can't sleep, you can't have the dogs on the bed because they could roll over. You can't do this, right? But like I woke up and the dogs were right next to him. They were like watching him. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't roll. I didn't roll over, like I didn't hurt him. And I think that's just like your your natural instinct. Like you're not gonna roll, <laughs> you're not gonna roll over. I don't think your subconscious would let you do that. Yeah, I've read something about that, about like, you know, kind of like your mommy instinct kicks in. That's why it's a little bit more, a little bit more dangerous for dads because they're usually more heavy sleepers and they just don't have that same like sleeping as light with the baby. Um, like when he makes noises in the night, like I open my eyes um, and then I like, when he's sleeping next to me, like I don't move, like I sleep on my side and then I have him like next to me and then a pillow on the other side of him in case he rolls and tries to roll off the bed or something um but i like i don't move i'll wake up when he wakes up to eat and i'll like so i'll put him in the middle and i'll switch sides of him that way he can eat off like whichever breast but i'll stay on that side until i wake up and move my amanda does your mommy instinct kick in with your cats then <laughs> Yeah, like, if I feel like I'm about to turn over, like, I'm just like, oh, no, you're there. Cause it's like that with my cats, too. And plus, sometimes I'll, like, meow at me, and it's like, oh, you need to scoot over, and I'll just kind of, like, scoot them over in the bed. Yeah. So maybe it's like that with the kid. I don't know. I was just wondering. <laughs> you know, like, at the end of the day, honestly, if you roll over on your kid, you roll over on your kid, and <laughs> probably there's nothing, it's not going to be that bad. Because, like, I feel like as moms, we have so much pressure not to fuck up. But, like, at the end of the day, your kid is going to probably roll over. 
over the bed. She's gonna crawl over something and you're gonna have no control over it. Like the first time I cut my son's nails, I snapped the skin of his, like instead of cutting his nail, I cut his skin and it was bleeding for like 20 minutes and I was like freaking out, I was calling 911. I was like, I don't know what to do. I think I hurt my son. And I was like his little crying. Thumb, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> because it wouldn't stop bleeding. And I was like, what did I do? I thought I was going to kill him or something. And the doctor finally was like, no, that's just like, there's like a lot of nerve endings on that part of the finger. So it's going to bleed a lot, but he's okay. Like, it's okay. And so that's when I kind of realized, you know, like if he falls off the bed, it's okay. <laughs> if, if he eats poop, it's okay. <laughs> as long as he's alive, it's okay. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Carmen. I mean, we're all alive, right? Like, I'm sure we didn't have like perfect childhoods, you know, or like, like we're kids. That's why kids are resilient, you know? And so, um, so yeah, like I, I think that's a probably a positive attitude to have fun. I mean, two-year-olds, they are pretty nutty. So Michelle is something to look forward to. You have uh, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all right, ladies, this was fun. I think we got all of our our questions answered about, uh, you know, single mom life. Um, no dating is happening. Um, but we're finding balance with work and kids. Um, and we talked about childbirth, which is always exciting. Destiny's reconsidering if she wants to have children now. <laughs> um, and Amanda's trying to see if she's just going to keep her cats. So this was definitely a productive session. So I appreciate all of you for joining us. And uh, I hope you had as much fun as we did. So thank you.